Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, yeah. It is good to be alive. Every day is a gift. Every waking moment is a miracle. We lose sight of that. I lose sight of that. You know, it's part of the human condition to complain about stuff. And God knows there's plenty to complain about. And that's... Our question today, among other questions, what are you worried about? It's probably a pantheon of things you're worried about, but what's at the top of the list? (laughs) The never-ending list of things to worry about. Text us, 651-461-9226. DJ joining me today, Jordana, was filling in this morning from 9 to noon. DJ, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you, Paul? Good. What are you ha- what are you worried about? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is the darn uh gas prices. I drove by the, my station today that was whoa, 379 for a few days and now it's up to 399 and it's just something I think about a lot and I I don't think that's necessarily helpful because I don't know, at the end of the day it's, you know, an extra 50 bucks or 100 bucks a month and hopefully it's only for a few months and it's not you know, that big a deal compared to things people around the world are facing or if, you know, God forbid there's unrest or war here. I don't know. There's bigger things to be worried about. But there's a big sign that I pass every day that tells me I'm paying a lot more for gas and I uh, I worry too much about that. Grandpa, what's gasoline? <laughs> Why did you put yeah. clear, smelly, flammable <laughs> stuff in your car to make it go? Why did you do that? Yeah. Hey, I, I share your concerns. I... I still, we still drive some gas-powered vehicles. We have one foot in the electric camp, the other foot still in the fossil fuel camp. I can kind of see where things are going, and I don't know if paying three, four, five dollars a gallon will get people to consider EVs faster. Yeah. To the best of my knowledge, XL Energy has not raised um, my electricity rates, mm-hmm. so I'm paying. I think I'm paying the same yeah. to charge my vehicle and to keep the lights on. But anyway. I, I share your concern. Uh, gas prices haven't been this high, DJ, since 2008. They're yeah. paying as much as $7 a gallon in California. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll see what happens. So, yeah, I, I'm worried about that. I'm I'm worried about what's happening in Ukraine. And some people say, well, Paul, it's Eastern Europe. We have our own problems. The problem with war 
is that it never turns out exactly the way that the, the experts, the pundits, predict it's going to turn out, right? Black swan events, things you can't predict. Uh, we are helping NATO equip the Ukrainians with armament, with missiles, anti-tank missiles, uh, possibly sending new aircraft to Poland so Poland can send their aircraft to Ukraine, ironically Russian-made aircraft. And right now there's a lot of stuff going on at the Ukrainian-Poland border. And the concern is, will the war eventually spill over into Poland, into NATO? Where is this going? Especially if Putin feels cornered, all the experts, well, most of them, the would-be experts, say it's not going exactly the way that Vlad thought it would. President Putin, 100% apparently of his army is in Ukraine, and the Ukrainians are putting up one hell of a defense. Nobody predicted that. Nobody predicted the, the, the sanctions that are happening right now against Russia. Putin said that this is basically declaring economic war on Russia. And we're going to be talking with Pamela Falk coming up at 520 about that. We've never had a war like this where most of the countries on the planet have banded together and slapped severe sanctions on one country to the point where it could bring Russia's economy to a screeching halt with a, within a few weeks or a couple of months, according, again, to some ec economists. So we'll see how this plays out. I worry about kids more than ever. We need kids in school. I worry about this strike. I worry about their, their mental health. Coming up, we're going to be talking with the parent of one fourth grader. We want to get a lot of different perspectives here about this possible strike, this teacher strike, which could kick in as early as midnight tonight. We talk with one parent, get his perspective, who he thinks is to blame for where things are today. That's up next. What you worried about? What's at the top of your list? Send us a text, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Look, wearing my, my weather cap, I am worried about drought. Are we going to have another summer like last summer? I'm also worried about tornadoes. And this, I think there were like 40 twisters late Saturday over Iowa, including one EF4 that hit Winterset, which was very close to Des Moines, downtown Des Moines. Seven people lost their lives. And uh, this thing was a monster. I think it's only the second time that they have, they've had an EF4 strength tornado in March in Iowa. Uh, EF4, about as strong as they ever get. The other thing I'm worried about, mental health, especially our kids. Think, think of what our kids have gone through in just the last couple of years. The murder of George Floyd, a surge in crime. The pandemic, a once-in-a-century sickness, and going back and forth, trying to juggle in-person and at-home learning. It's hard enough for grown-ups trying to figure this out with Zoom and what have you. But all of these, it's coming together at the same time, kind of a perfect storm of anxiety and depression. And that's one of the issues in the teacher's strike, the potential teacher's strike, School district officials and teachers union leaders agree the need for mental health services is higher than ever statewide. 
and boosting support for students is a priority. Joining us right now uh, from the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline is Ryan Romine. I hope I got that right. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I know you're the uh, parent of a kindergartner and a fourth grader at Seward Montessori School in Minneapolis. What what's going through your mind, uh, and and how are your kids uh, doing? First of all, how are they doing right now, and what are you worried about when it comes to a possible teacher strike? Well, I mean, my kids are doing pretty well, all things considered. Uh, they're in school right now, which is great. Maybe for not for a while, but. Um, I mean, I'm I'm holding up okay. I think we'll be fine. We got family support in the area, but you know, like you said, I'm worried about lots of kids who don't have you know the supports or single parent homes or whatever to make it through this. So you know, but we're we're hanging in there. We've rolled with the pandemic. We'll roll with this and figure it out. So look, I'm biased because I owe my career to three amazing teachers. I think teachers in this nation are woefully underpaid. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. I, I know it's a market economy. I get that. I'm a capitalist. But um, it doesn't, you know, we talk about the importance of teachers, and yet when it comes time to pay them, it seems like we have Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. We can't quite reach for the uh, the checkbook to pay them what they're worth. But wh- where do you, who's to blame for the current impasse? Is there blame on both sides? What What's your opinion on that, Ryan? Uh, I mean, there's always blame spread all around. Um, I, I tend to agree with you here a little bit. I mean, where I hear you going, like, you know, the writing has been on the wall for two years. We had a budget surplus last year. Um, why wasn't the administration angling to get more money for our teachers? We just found out, you know, a week or two ago, we got even more money than we thought we had. Right. So it's frustrating to hear administrators say they don't have the money. Uh, I also hear they have a reserve pot that they're not willing to tap into for the teachers. And yet, you know, they've, they've made all these changes in the past year during the pandemic, they tried to push through, they did push through this comprehensive district design in Minneapolis. They made kids change schools in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I can't imagine the teachers were happy about it. A lot of them had to reapply for their jobs. Um, And now you're telling them that you can't give them, you know, more pay after all that they've been through. And, you know, especially the support professionals that are only making, you know, maybe $24,000 a year. These are people that are in the class with kids all day long, just trying to support the teachers. So, I mean, you know, teachers union isn't perfect. I'm not in the bag for them at all, but I'm I'm supporting the teachers on this one. They got to get paid. What about the uh, Minneapolis superintendent of schools? I mean, where do you come down on on uh, Ed Graff? I mean, you know, like everybody, he's got a difficult job, but this is what he signed up for. I mean, he sent us an email as parents. is a bit tone deaf a couple weeks ago. How you so? know, as soon as uh, he, you know, they communicate with the school uh, or the the parents via email, and they sent an email saying like, "Hey, I'm sure you heard that the teachers might strike." And it was kind of the scoldy tone about, you know, if they do that, we might have to add days to the end of the year and your kids are going to be out of school and there's not going to be ways to make up time. It was, you know, it kind of felt like he was hmm. trying to pit us against the teachers. Um, again, like so many things in this town, just kind of tone deaf um, when it comes down to, 
I wanted to hear something like, we're working really hard with the teachers. Of course, they deserve pay. Um, we're going to do whatever we can. You know, I thought that would be a simple thing to do. Um, I mean, they've since turned it around a little bit, but I also can't find a freaking budget that I can read on their website. So, you know, I, I don't really know where their priorities are. Uh I I am the product of public schools, and I don't know if you went to public schools or not, Ryan. I did, I did, I did yeah. We we need to support our public school system. It's the glue that unites a majority of Americans right now. What what we learn in school and and having that bond. But um, I know it's been a crazy two years. I'm just curious. Uh, you have a fourth grader. What's your fourth grader's name? Her name is Ruby. How I'm always amazed at how wise beyond their years third, fourth, fifth graders can be. I mean, they're it's hard to pull anything off on them. How how has she been handling, you know, the the issue of safety downtown, George Floyd, the riots, the pandemic? Uh, yeah. I think some some kids seem better able to withstand that. I do worry about the toll on mental health and this form of PTSD that yeah. is not limited to adults. I think a lot of kids are, are going to be scarred for a long time by what we've just gone through. How, how's she doing? She's, you know, I mean, kids are pretty amazing. They're super resilient, right? Cause they got to change all the time, but you know, it's the, the distance learning really took its toll. I mean, she, I don't think that she would have, put it this way, but I'm pretty sure she went through a sort of undiagnosed depression, just looking at the screen all day, being inside. We live in a small Minneapolis, South Minneapolis house, so she can hear us at night talking about all the different things that are going on. And we only live six blocks away from George, where George Floyd was killed. So we had all that too. Um, And, you know, I think she's doing as well as can be expected, but that's, you know, when these teachers talk about they need mental health support, uh, I mean, can you blame them for asking for that? Like, <laughs> I, I would just listen last week to this woman, Alexis Mann, uh, on a webinar, um, who's talking about she's in, uh, you know, um, special ed class in North Minneapolis, and she's often the only one in that class with kids with, like, high needs. They're supposed to have two or three people in that class with her. And she's, she's not getting the support that she needs. She doesn't have the personnel. So, you know, we need to, to kind of step it up for these kids. And again, you know, my kids, you know, I think they're going to be okay. But um, at what point do we invest in the teachers? We invest in the buildings. We invest in new plans. When are we going to invest in the staff? Um, I mean, the last thing I'll tell you is that my daughter did say, she came home two days ago and she was like, She's like, do people at Target get paid more than the people in our classroom that help out? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, some of them probably um, or about the same. So, you know, and that's not disparaging people that work at Target, but it's a pretty important job that these ESPs have. So I think we need to pay them. Yeah. It says something about our values where we place our priorities and how people do get reimbursed for their time and value and wisdom. Uh, Ryan Romine, thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate your perspective. Uh, give Ruby, give, give both your kids a hug, and, and hopefully this thing gets resolved quickly. But we sure appreciate your perspective on CCO. Great. Thanks a lot. Hang in there, Ryan. Pray for spring. Let's Will do.
<laughs> any day now. When we come back, here's a sign of spring. Crazy tornadoes hit the suburbs of Des Moines. When we come back, we'll talk with one storm chaser, one meteorologist who was on the trail of an especially violent EF4. We'll get his perspective next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Paul and DJ back with you. Hope your Monday is going well. We sure do appreciate you tuning in. Spring is always awkward. The transition from winter to summer leaves the atmosphere irritable, unstable, capable of these spinning supercell thunderstorms that spin like a top. That's what Doppler radar detects, the spinning of these storms. And uh, Jason Parkin, meteorologist extraordinaire, Television, radio, consulting. I had the distinct pleasure of working with Jason here in the Twin Cities for a time. And uh, he was he was in Iowa. He, first of all, he lives uh, in the greater Des Moines area. And he was there when that EF4 struck precariously close to Des Moines, little town of Winterset. Actually, it's not so little. It's a decent-sized town. Jason, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me on. It's great to hear your voice again. Well, it's great hearing your voice. Tell tell listeners, did you chase this thing? I know there there were some issues with the the highway grid system in in uh, Iowa, South Metro of Des Moines. But were you? Did you see this thing? Uh, I saw as much as I wanted to of it. And and people who know Winterset, Madison County, as in the bridges of it's the area that's to the south of where the last glacier was in Iowa. So it's very hilly, lots of trees, and the road grid is not like it is in central Iowa, northern Iowa, southern Minnesota, where you have the squares. It, it kind of wanders. And uh, and so I ended up in, in really not a great spot, and I ended up just north of the tornado, just west of Winterset, and I could see the rain wrapped around it and decided to stop. And Smart. I kind of uh, <laughs> passed that the hail passed me to the north, the tornado to the south. And then I got behind it 
And so I went over toward Norwalk, which is a southern suburb of Des Moines, and and then uh, kind of followed it off in that direction. And so what I was seeing was the big circulation, the mesocyclone and the rain wrapped around it, and then the damage it was leaving behind, the the big trees, the power poles. Um, and it made me think the whole time. I, I kind of let it go once it got east of Des Moines, but had that happened, and it's tragic enough as it was. I mean, we had six lives lost in, in that storm. Had that happened, had that storm track gone 15 or, or 20 miles farther north, it would have plowed right into Des Moines itself uh, and, and could have been as bad as it was, much worse. Um, and how surreal on a March 5th to be yeah. chasing a, an EF4 tornado uh, that had, before I intercepted it or got near it, I should say, 170-mile-an-hour winds. Um yeah, it just it just felt very odd to see, and to see the tree damage when the trees have no leaves on them like that, huh. you know. And there's no there's no wind drag on the trees from the leaves to to do that much damage. Uh, pretty pretty impressive uh, and and sobering and scary at the same time. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't try to punch through the uh, the hail core. That that's that's how you die. If you drive through the, you could drive right into the tornado. And that thing was, as you know, an EF four. I guess the data just came out. The one that hit Winterset, and it was on the ground for 70 miles. I think it's the second longest tracking tornado in Iowa since 1980. And according to the uh, Weather Service in Des Moines, I think only the second EF four in March. It it does seem early and. Look, you're you're talking uh, to a meteorologist who was shaking his head in disbelief on the 15th day of December, 22 tornadoes up here right. in mid-December. So, you know, and people say, well, Paul, is it going to be a tough season? Seem, I, I have no idea. I mean, do you want to do you want to venture out on that on that shaky tree limb? <laughs> no, I don't either. But yeah. I mean, if it starts like this, uh, wow, you know. And it makes you wonder what can happen. Um, and now we have three and four fresh inches of snow on the ground in the same part of the world. I'm sure complicating cleanup efforts for those folks who are involved over there. So, Jason, help me with this. You are obviously much closer to this than we are. But my understanding, the Weather Service in Des Moines did a good job warning this thing 20 minutes lead time i think the national average now is 13 minutes between when the warning goes out and the tornado hits so 20 minutes is is really good but there was a glitch in the matrix even though the weather service in des moines issued these warnings in a timely manner everything had to go through the weather service in washington dc I think it's actually Suitland, Maryland. And then it had to be redistributed to all the cellular carriers. So people who normally got alerts on their phones, there was a 10-minute backup. Uh, you know, there, there was a, a serious issue. And it wasn't the weather service's fault. But now we have people, you know, pointing fingers. And where my head goes is multiple safety nets. You don't want to be dependent on the sirens. You don't want to be dependent just on your cell phone. You know, if you have radio, television, Internet, and cell phone, and siren, there's a better chance you're going to get that warning when you need it. And and this, I mean, a lot of the deaths were one family in Winterset. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were visiting, I think they were visiting her mother 
and father, and maybe they just weren't paying attention, right? Yeah, maybe. And it was my understanding that they were in a pantry in a house that didn't have a basement. And so, you know, when you're dealing with winds like that, um, you're really in trouble. You know, maybe you can ride out an EF3 if the exterior walls are breached, but but boy, winds that are that strong, um, and it's just um, so sad that, that that happened. But yeah, I mean, do you go back to telling folks about weather radios like we used to? And yep. we think of cell phones all the time now. But I heard the same thing you did that, you know, certainly listening to uh, talk radio down here, I was listening to, and I hope I can say WHO radio down here at 1040 sure. because mm-hmm. uh, they're a the big AM station, um, and, and they were getting uh, the word out. But, um, you know, I saw dissemination uh, lag times of, of six minutes. Well, when you've got a storm that's moving at 50, 60 miles an hour, yep. that storm has moved five or six miles in, in that time. And you need to give people every minute you can give them. And, again, this was not the fault of the Omaha Weather Service or the Des Moines Weather Service office, but something Something happened upstream that kept these warnings from getting out in a timely manner. Yeah, and and we'll get to the bottom of it. But um, I, I know the Weather Service, the National Weather Service, has had issues with infrastructure. And my fear is on, on the big weather days, whether it's a tornado outbreak, an approaching hurricane, can they handle the traffic and can Americans continue to get the warnings in a timely manner? That's above my pay grade and your pay grade. But meteorologist Jason Parkin, I sure appreciate your perspective. I'm glad you're okay, and uh, keep us posted on what's happening down in uh, in Iowa, okay? Oh, yeah, anytime. Uh, great to hear you, and thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Thank you, Jason. Hang in there, my friend. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, DJ, I... I saw a movie in a theater last night. What? It was, it was glorious. <laughs> I was not wearing a mask. Uh, I was wearing pants, but no mask. And uh, when we come back, my take on the Batman next. The Batman. The Batman. The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, is even darker. It's gritty. It's a. It's a very dark crime thriller. It's set in modern day uh, Bruce Wayne slash Batman. He's in the second year of crime fighting. Uh, Gotham City has gone completely to pot. It's you know, hell in a handbasket in, in Gotham City. There's criminals on the streets. The politicians are all corrupt. It's a spectacular movie. It's crazy enough, almost three hours long, but don't let that scare you away. Amen, brother. Uh, Tim Lammers. That was Tim Lammers. And we have Tim on. Reviewing streaming and reviewing movies every Tuesday and every Friday and uh, always has great advice. And based on Tim's advice, I went to see The Batman in a theater last night with my Navy son who's getting out of the Navy and my wife and my wife's sister. They're all visiting. Uh, Again, we're renting a place down on the Florida Panhandle. We'll be back next weekend. But... um, DJ, it was, look, I I enjoyed the movie, but it was a small victory. And I think we need to acknowledge the small victories in our lives, as well as the big victories. But just going into a theater, no mask, sitting there eating popcorn, gawking at a big screen, 
It was a revelation. It was amazing. Did it feel like weird or uncomfortable when you kind of stepped it back into a theater for the first time in probably at least two years? No, but there were there, there were fourteen year olds behind us who were chit chatting the whole movie. <laughs> kind of like I wasn't worried about COVID. I was worried about the kids behind us ruining the movie. Actually, they did pipe down for most of the movie. We were happy about that. No, it it uh, at at first it felt a little bizarre. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, and everybody has to thread the needle for themselves. When are they ready to go back and and live their life? And we are kind of at that stage right now. We've been vaccinated. We've been boosted. If we get sick, we get sick. Odds are we won't wind up in the ICU. Never say never, but I feel reasonably comfortable, you know, eating indoors now at restaurants. By the way, apparently COVID never struck Florida. Uh, I think we've seen like two or three people in masks since we've been down here. But um, it was great going to the movie. And the movie, Tim was right. Mm-hmm. It The cinematography, it, it has this gritty, dark, almost like a comic book feel to it. Can't describe it, but the director, the cinematographer did an amazing job. And it's a different twist on Batman. And Batman, you know, teams up with Catwoman. And that's interesting. And you think crime is a problem in our cities today? By the way, it is. Boy, boy, Gotham City takes it to a whole new absurd level. How did you handle the uh, the bathroom situation? Because for two years, you've been able to pause your movie and just run to the bathroom if you need to. And now this movie's three hours long and there's no pause button in the theater. How did you navigate that? I did not uh, drink one of those big gulps. <laughs> I had a little popcorn. Yeah. But I purposely did not drink. I mean, usually I get the big, the tub of Coke, you know, the urinator, <laughs> yeah. that size, you know, the, the Ch- one you need to grip yeah. with two hands. The child size, that's the same size as a child. <laughs> pretty pretty much. It's like a keg of Coke. Um, but no, I uh, I didn't. I Yeah, I, I sat through the whole thing. But wow. yeah, Tim was right. It was like two hours and 50 minutes. Oof. And then there were 20 minutes of previews. Yeah, yeah, of course. And before that, we got there early because we wanted a good seat. We sat through, I swear, 30 minutes of commercials. Yeah. So I'm basically paying to sit there and watch all these commercials. Wait, but so you, know you, can't, you can't reserve your own seat in Florida? No. What? You can buy the ticket in advance, but okay. you could not reserve a seat. Oh. for. And it was AMC. I have no idea. Well, that's no but, good. Yeah, you're supposed to you know, get your own seat, and you can buzz in you know, 20 minutes after showtime. Okay. And- but it, look... In the land of, of low expectations, it was a home run. And yeah. it was just glorious being able to go to a theater. Mm-hmm. And were we worried about COVID? No. Uh, we kind of put it in the back of our mind. Hopefully it doesn't come back to bite us. But I think and just because we're ready doesn't mean you have to be ready. And I think we need to give each other, as, as we've been saying for years now, more space and grace and let people make their own decisions. And I'm taking the cues from my kids, and they're they're getting back into it with our grandson. He's starting swim lessons. He's two, and uh, we're looking forward to cabin life. Jordana Green, up next. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.